everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding national liberal arts college. And we try to get it done in about 18 minutes and 53 seconds. In this first edition of the 1853 podcast of Mama's 2018-19 school year, we'll visit with Mark Woolhart. He was named the college's interim dean of the faculty and vice president of academic affairs over the summer. He'll let us know about three new majors that will launch in the fall of 2019. We'll also check in with Mama's sports information director, Dan Nolan. He'll preview what promises to be a very exciting fall season in Fighting Scots Athletics. This is the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Before we chat with this week's guest, a reminder about a few events taking place on and around Mammoth's campus. The Mammoth Theater Department has five great productions scheduled for the 2018-19 season, but before those plays are presented, audience members can enjoy something completely different on Saturday, September 8th. That's when Fusion Fest 5 will be held. Fusion Fest is a 24-hour play festival that features short productions that are written and staged in less than 24 hours. This year's Fusion Fest 5 will be presented at Mama's Fusion Theater Saturday evening on September 8. And of course, the Fusion Theater is downtown on Main Street. You can read more about Mama's 2018-19 theater season in the news section of the Mammoth College website, and that address is mammothcollege.edu slash news. You can also see the progress being made on the renovation of Greer Hall by checking out a video on the Mammoth College website. Just go to mammothcollege.edu and you can see Greer Hall Sneak Peek Part 1. It's a two-minute, 57-second video tour of the residence hall by First Lady Loby Stone and Director of Facilities Sarah Young. This summer, Monmouth announced a major academic innovation that will further position the college's students to be competitive in STEM careers, and those are careers related to science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Beginning next fall, Monmouth will offer STEM programs in data science, engineering, and neuroscience. Engineering will be a renaissance program that offers an area of concentration in chemical, electrical, and mechanical engineering. All three academic programs will be housed in Monmouth's Center for Science and Business, also known as the CSB. It's a major investment for the college, but it's also a good example of the kind of bold action being taken so that Monmouth College can continue to provide students with an outstanding academic experience. Joining us to discuss the STEM majors initiative is Mark Wilhart. He's the college's interim dean of the faculty and vice president of academic affairs. As Mark explains, the three new majors were a natural evolution for Monmouth, and what's especially noteworthy about them is that the new programs were tested with market research before they were launched. 
the college decided to to do them because part of what we realized was that there was an opportunity given the fact that we've had great success in physics, in psychology, in biology, in chemistry, um, and that our computer science department was was growing and burgeoning as well. We knew that there were um, new fields of endeavor out there that we could we could go look at and build upon the strength of the programs that we already had. Uh, so the college decided to ask the faculty where they thought we should go and to ask for uh, proposals for, for new programs. And we received uh, better than a dozen and ran those through one of the faculty committees, as always. Uh, and that committee came out with their set of recommendations. One of the things that we've done in the past is we've stopped at that stage and we've made some decisions based upon those recommendations. This time we did something slightly different, which is we ran it out to, to Hanover Research and said to them, let's think about, about what people really want in terms of jobs in the future. Let's also think about what majors students want. You know, if you're a, a 16, 17-year-old in high school and you've done your, your science classes, you've done your English classes, you've done everything else, you're beginning to think about not just what you want to do in college, but what you want to do for the rest of your life. You see all these jobs out there on TV, um, in the world, in the media, and you think, well, that'd be cool. I want to do that. Well, how do you get there from here? So Hanover helped us realize that when we had narrowed it down to about a half dozen, that there were three that were really outstanding, and that was the neuroscience, the data science, and this engineering program, which we're calling Renaissance Engineering. And because the new majors were created by Monmouth faculty, Mark points out that gives them an even better grounding in the college. And I, I think part of the joy of this, you know, for the interim dean is that the curriculum, which is owned by the faculty, is still being driven by the faculty. Um, you know, the special consideration which the Board of Trustees has given to help these get rolling is a, is a great thing. They understand the importance of this for the college now and for the college in the future. But, but for me, what really matters is that these were faculty ideas, some of which the, the engineering and the neuroscience have been around for a long time. Um, we've gotten rolling, and the college has made a commitment to improve itself, um, not by building more new buildings, but in fact by building programs that the faculty want to build. Data science is a perfect fit for a liberal arts college such as Monmouth for a number of reasons. So the data science um, is a combination of fields. I mean, if you're talking on a liberal arts campus, the great thing about a liberal arts campus is that interdisciplinarity is built in anyway. And data science takes advantage of that. It's, it's Certainly it's computer science. But but it's also understanding not only the analytic or the uh, the algorithms that you need to begin to to generate or to understand things. It's the statistics that goes in that as well. So part of uh, the data science is understanding uh, machine learning, for instance. But it's also uh, having enough background in statistics that you can do uh, great regressions to understand what it is you're seeing. Doing it on this campus also means that we're beginning to think about not only the 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 science of, of what we're learning in the program and how that fits in with the mathematics and the statistics and the computer science, but how other disciplines might use it. Uh, econometrics is a, is a case in point. You know, we have a 300-level um, econ class called econometrics. And if you're in that class and you've got a background in data science, it deepens your understanding and your, the things you're able to do um, in the econometrics class. Part of the, the, the fun in all of this is that not only are we going to bring in a, a new data scientist, so a computer scientist and a new statistician, but we're going to retool um, the, the major um, so that 
the computer science opening sequence has been redone. Um, they're thinking about what they might do to the calc sequence to make it more um, hands-on. Um, and they're thinking about how they're, they're working statistics in the existing courses into this new program. It's given the department an opportunity to take a step back and uh, think about the directions that they want to go. Neuroscience covers the disciplines from physics to philosophy. The program's courses will appeal to students interested in exploring health, societal, and legal influences of neuroscientific research. And the Center for Science and Business is a perfect home for the new major. Part of the joy of this one is that we're bringing in um, a chemist and a biologist to work alongside the psychologists who are already working on mind and brain. And that's going to allow us to, to, to develop a program, I think, that's going to be able to maximize the intersections in the CSB. We've already had um, the intersections between uh, biopsychology, biochemistry, but by bringing chemistry, biology, and psychology together, we're actually going to have a synergy that's really going to be interesting in terms of what the students are able to learn, the sorts of labs they're going to be able to do, and the ways in which they're going to be, be able to develop their own thinking and expertise, even at an undergraduate level, in you know one, two, or three different directions. Mark says that MAMA's new engineering program will very much be a renaissance program. Well, the renaissance engineering is... is um, uh, a liberal arts version of an engineering degree. Now, normally, if you're an engineer, you've gone to a big school. Uh, you are enrolled in, in heavy data, heavy um, experimental uh, courses, large numbers. You are crunched through really, really heavily. Um, part of the idea with the Renaissance engineering is that, yes, we, we're going to do um, mechanical engineering. We will do um, some chemical. We, we will look at, uh, at the ways in which we can develop this program. But we're also going to combine it with the things that make the liberal arts the liberal arts. That um, it's not enough simply to be a scientist. It's not enough simply to be an engineer. You have to be able to talk to people about what it is you do and why it's important. So, you know, Chris Fasano's idea in all of this is that, that for instance, he'll make an ethics class required in, in this. Now, that becomes a conversation between philosophy and religious studies and um, the new engineering uh, area. But I think it's a really great idea. You know, it's not enough just to be able to do the science. You have to figure out how it fits into the world. And, uh, and this notion of the Renaissance um, uh, engineering allows us to, to see how the one fits in with the rest. Um, it is not a separate school within our school. It is part and parcel of what we have always done, which is to problem solve and to understand that in a world that is bigger than the problem uh, itself. And as Mark points out, data science, engineering, and neuroscience are three professions that are expected to be in high demand for a long time. And because they will be offered within the context of the liberal arts, Monmouth graduates will be grounded in a worldview that is especially attractive to companies and organizations who seek problem solvers and leaders, not just employees. You know, students rightfully are um, worried about job markets. Um, our student body is one that, that traditionally has been um, hardworking all, all the way through. And the world in which they're moving is one where they cannot always predict where the jobs are going to be, nor are they going to be able to predict um, what sort of areas they're in. And yet, you know, Hanover Research has shown what, what most of us know, which is that um, STEM fields, the science, technology, engineering, and mathematics fields, are ones that are continue, going to continue to grow. We're going to need more and more of them as any job becomes more and more technical and specific. I think, though, that the most important thing about all three of these is that they're going to help our students figure out how to problem solve better. And when they get out on the job, almost any 
any job, no matter what it is you're working, is really a series of how does this particular field solve problems? What are the things that they need to know? We can teach students a great deal in an undergraduate level. Um, they could go on and be prepared for graduate school, but they're also going to be prepared for jobs that ask them um, to approach something that they've never seen before. And if we do these majors right, as with all of our majors, what will happen is that those students will come better prepared to be able to handle the unknown. And I think these, these three majors fit right into that tradition. Adding three new academic majors at once is a major move for a liberal arts college such as Monmouth, but Mark says it's a perfect time to develop three STEM programs. I mean, given where the state of higher education is right now, um, where um, colleges are closing, where universities are sloughing off whole divisions, um, you know, beloved humanities going the way of the, the dodo, um, to start up three programs at one time is is a remarkable move, and I, I think foresighted. Um, you know, the the faculty came up with the ideas; they were passionate about them. The um, committees that they ran through and the administration here looked at them and said, "Yeah, those are really good ideas." Hanover backed that up, and then the board of trustees looked at them and also said, "Yeah, this is really." a direction that we think we need to go in order to keep the college solvent and moving forward. I think it's it's an important thing. Um, developing the three at once also gives us a momentum. You know, that if we have students who are looking at one, maybe they're looking at two or, or three of those areas. They're moving back and forth between. This is not an uncommon thing in STEM fields. That's Mark Wilhart. He's the college's interim dean of the faculty and vice president of academic affairs discussing MAMA's three new STEM majors that launch in fall 2019. You can read more about the new STEM majors in the news section of the Monmouth College website. And that address is monmouthcollege.edu slash news. Fall sports at Monmouth College begin this weekend, and they begin in a large way. To preview not only the upcoming athletic contest, but also give us an overview of the fall sports seasons is Dan Nolan, the Fighting Scots Sports Information Director and the person behind MonmouthScots.com, your official place on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. Fall sports begin this year with women's tennis and women's golf. And Dan says that both teams have very deep rosters. Well, I tell you what, we're uh, jumping right into uh, games this weekend. Uh, women's tennis will be opening up at Blackburn, and uh, we've got 10 uh, women on the roster this year, really deep. Uh, so we're expecting to get a lot of points out of the lower half of the order uh, because we're going to be pretty strong up and down the lineup. So Coach Jordan's really excited about the uh, women's tennis program. Uh, women's golf also starts this weekend. They'll be uh, at Lake Bracken on Saturday uh, for a meet against Carl Sandburg and Augustana College. And then uh, on Sunday, uh, we'll be hosting a triangular with Augustana and a Lincoln College. Uh, again, the uh, the women's tennis, or like the women's tennis team, the women's golf team is going to be uh, very deep. Also, uh, return just about everybody from last year's squad. Just lost one senior, uh, Haley Hoekstra is the uh, the uh, leader right now, uh, junior, two-time all-conference uh, performer. And then we've got some younger uh, women uh, right behind her. So uh, the women's golf team should be uh, pretty strong as well. Well, so those are the two uh, that are, are starting this weekend. The next weekend, cross-country, volleyball, and soccer open their seasons. 
Both the women's cross-country and soccer teams are predicted to have very good seasons in 2018. Uh, we uh, jump into it on uh, next Friday. Uh, cross-country opens at Illinois Wesleyan. That's the uh, annual opener for us, and uh, we expect to be pretty strong there. And uh, Women's cross-country just got ranked third in the preseason coaches poll, so really excited about that. And then uh, soccer uh, starts on Friday also, a couple of home matches. Uh, the women's soccer team at 3 o'clock on Friday will uh, host Black and the women are ranked a number two in the preseason poll by the Midwest Conference coaches, so uh, super excited there. And then uh, the men's uh, team will be hosting Webster at 5 o'clock on uh, Friday. So it's a doubleheader of soccer for you on Friday for uh, uh, you fans of the pitch. And then on uh, on Saturday, uh, the women's volleyball team uh, opens at home their annual tournament. They start at 10 o'clock. It'll be a three-match affair on Saturday, so uh, ready to go there. Uh, women's uh, tennis returns home on Saturday. Uh, they'll be taking on Simpson and Wartburg. That's a 9 o'clock and a 3 o'clock match. And then I believe Simpson and Wartburg will be playing around 1 o'clock. So you can get a triple header uh, of uh, tennis. Men's water polo is the one fall sport whose season does not begin until late September. Uh, men's water polo just got back on campus. Unlike the other teams, they didn't come in early. Uh, the, their season starts a little bit later than, than the others. Uh, so they came in and, and actually started practice. Uh, uh, I think it was Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday they started practice. They've got some new guys. All-conference performer Jake Hall is back. Excited about that. And, and Coach Ollis is uh, getting the team uh, turned. And uh, I think this might be the year where we take a major step forward. We'll return to our conversation with Monmouth Sports and Information Director Dan Nolan in a moment, but first, a reminder that one of the best ways to follow all of Monmouth College Athletics on Twitter is at MC Fighting Scots. This is also a good place in the podcast to remind you of the myriad of ways in which you can follow Monmouth College throughout the social media spectrum. The college's main Facebook page is facebook.com slash monmouthcollege. The college's main Twitter account is at Monmouth, and the college is on Instagram at Monmouth College. If you're on Snapchat, be sure to follow Monmouth on Snapchat at This Is Monmouth. And when you just want to hear some really darn good music, dial up Monmouth College on Spotify. Now let's return to our conversation with Monmouth Sports Information Director Dan Nolan as he continues to preview the fall sports season. The Monmouth College football team will open its 2018 season on Saturday, September 1, on the road at Wheaton College up in northern Illinois. Coach Chad Braun's 2018 Fighting Scots will try to achieve something this season that's never happened in the rich annals of Monmouth College football, win a third consecutive conference title. Yeah, you know, it's uh, the, uh, the more things change, the more they stay the same. It's Monmouth and uh, St. Norbert expected to battle for the Midwest Conference title again in, in football. Uh, this year, the uh, conference uh, championship week will be at the north site so uh, we're hoping those seeds hold true and uh, it'll be uh, Monmouth and St. Norbert again for the league title but you never know anything can happen. The Scots home opener will be on Saturday September 8 against Wartburg College. Both Wartburg and Wheaton were ranked in the preseason top 25 in the NCAA Division III football poll. Those two early non-conference tests for the Fighting Scots should tell fans a lot about the 2018 team. Uh, Coach Braun's scheduled two tough teams right out of the gate. Uh, Wheaton is a, a top 20 team, as is next week's uh, or the uh, 
Saturday the 8th's home opponent with Wardberg. Uh, so, you know, Coach is telling us, you know, we could enter that third week 0-2, uh, but you don't get better by playing the weaker team. So uh, we'll get uh, some weaknesses exposed. We'll have a bye week on the 15th and then back in action on the 22nd, our home opener against McAllister, where we should have uh, those weaknesses uh, that have been exposed fixed and, and ready to go. Dan says that this year's Monmouth football team should be very strong on defense because it has a lot of experience. We start up front. Uh, Lamar Watson uh, is there, the sack leader from a year ago. And uh, Thomas Lesniewski, a preseason All-American. Thomas missed about half of last year uh, with an injury, uh, but he's challenging for the uh, career sacks lead. So we're starting uh, pretty solid up front. Uh, Brad Buckner's another one that's returning from last year. Uh, we've, we've got some uh, returners at linebackers, really young in the secondary. Uh, but we think with what we've got up front, we can put enough pressure on the quarterback that uh, takes a little bit of pressure off the secondary and they can grow in, into the roles. On the other side of the ball, Dan says one word describes the Scots offense. Loaded, loaded, and loaded. Uh, loaded, we've got quarterback Hayden Nelson back. We've got uh, DeAndre Wright at running back, uh, back going for his third straight 1,000-yard rushing season. And then loaded at uh, receivers. Uh, the highlight, highlights there are Yancey Williams and Jacoby Maxwell. So we're pretty solid there. And then uh, Joe Crawl, who is an all-region performer, switched from defensive to offensive line last year. Uh, good call, Coach. Uh, he got all-region, and he's anchoring that uh, offensive line that's got a ton of uh, return coming back and that's probably a ton literally uh, on the line some big boys up front so uh, we're all set to go we think we're going to be uh, very good again this year although the Monmouth football team didn't crack the NCAA division three preseason top 25 poll Dan says that this year's Scott's team will be wearing a target and it will also have a focus. Coach will tell you the rankings really don't mean a whole lot. It's what you do on the field. And, and those preseason rankings are based a little bit on what you did last year. And, and obviously, you know, our, our season didn't end the way we wanted it to. Uh, lost that first round uh, over uh, in, in Indiana last year. But that's the goal for this year. They've got the hashtag of next level. And, uh, you know, we're going for that third straight conference championship. And, and no other football team in Monmouth College history has done that. So we, we've really uh, got a focus of this is what we want to accomplish, and, and this is step one. Another Monmouth fall sports team on the rise is women's soccer. The Scots, who are coached by Nick Rizzo, were picked number two in the conference preseason coaches poll in the Midwest Conference. The women's soccer team uh, got uh, to where they are now a year ahead of schedule. Coach uh, uh, Rizzo thought they would be pretty good last year and kind of surprised a lot of people, including Coach, uh, got to the conference championship match after qualifying for the tournament. So uh, now there's a, a little bit of a target on the back of the women, but we think they're up to the occasion and, and got a ton of newcomers in and have uh, more women on the roster than we've had in a long, long time. And we've got a ton of quality uh, players on the roster. So it's not just bodies, it's quality kids that a lot of them are not going to be seeing uh, time early because we've got so much depth. But uh, they've got to be ready because, as everyone knows, an injury can strike at any moment and uh, you're going to be called into service and you better be ready. Volleyball also has a lot of new faces this season, and that will be added to some very talented veterans. We've got some uh, youngsters coming in, a little bit of height uh, coming in, uh, a lot of uh, defensive uh, 
possibilities. Uh, and then we return a lot of uh, experience from last year. So uh, really excited. We get Allie Gustafson back. And Allie missed last year with an injury. She'll be a senior. And I know she worked hard. And a lot of times you come back from an injury, you're stronger than ever. Uh, Brooke Decker is our other uh, returning senior. And then a lot of experience on the uh, uh, junior and sophomore roles. So uh, we're excited and, and ready to go and uh, anxious to see what we've got on, on Saturday, uh, the 1st of September for a home tournament. That's Mama Sports Information Director Dan Nolan. Don't forget to point your browser to mamascots.com for your home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. Looking ahead to next week's 1853 podcast, we'll preview what promises to be a very entertaining 2018-19 theater season at Mammoth. We'll meet Maggie Bruckner. She's this year's student body president, and we'll check in with the friendly folks over at the Huff Athletic Center to see what's happening in Monmouth College Athletics. And that's going to be a 30 for this first edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast of the 2018-19 school year. I hope you've enjoyed the program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer with the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day. Thank you very much.